When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Because life is fueled by money. So we talk about real money on Talking Real Money, and it just seems to work out. I'm Don McDonald. Over there is Tom Cock. You're out there. We are so glad you're listening. We hope you'll call if you've got a burning question about money burning a hole in your pocket or whatever it's burning. 855-935-TALK is our number. 855-935-8255. Five five free and easy too. That's easy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just go to the phone. Sure. Shall why we? not? Yeah. Okay. Rand's been waiting. Rand, welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, Rand. Thank you. Yeah. Hi. I uh, listen to your show. I love it. Um, yeah. I think uh, I listened to your show this afternoon. <clears throat> I, I think you've already answered my question, but I'll ask it anyway. Uh, what is a one hundred percent fiduciary? I thought a fiduciary was a fiduciary. Why the percentage? <laughs> oh, this is where this industry just would love to put the blindfold over your eyes, Rand, and say, "Don't worry, I'm a fiduciary." Here's why we say a hundred percent: because a lot of people in this industry, in fact, I think most firms are what we call duly registered. They are registered as a registered investment advisor. And then they are registered also as a broker-dealer. And when they are registered investment advisor, they have a requirement by their registration to put your interests ahead of theirs. When they are giving you advice as a broker-dealer, they have no such requirement. Only they have to live up to the suitability requirements. Or I guess now it's going to be the best interest requirement. So that's why we say only use 100% fiduciary period does that make sense yes it does i appreciate it uh yeah i was i've been listening to you since uh you were uh uh boeing at like 30 dollars a share you're really high on boeing and uh must be uh, me unfortunately i I bought into it and then I sold it. But what oh. is it now? About three hundred dollars a share. Yeah, I think it's three fifty. I mean, I've well, we both have always liked Boeing because I we work here in Seattle. We think it's a great company. I don't. We don't recommend individual equities. Don used to do a little bit of that, I guess. And of course, yep, I covered I the I, I covered the company when I had the uh, TV show because I used to interview the guys that ran Boeing back then. So I guess you could say I promoted it to some extent then. But um, anyway, no, I mean, and our portfolios include Boeing, just a very small amount of those. A little tiny yeah, bit. But, but you know, the, the thing is, this the, the investment industry, Rand, is epitomizes the art of obfuscation. They hate transparency. They love opacity. They don't want it to be that clear. You, you're absolutely right. Logically, it seems logical that if you're a fiduciary, you're always a fiduciary. If you're a doctor, you're always required to act as a fiduciary. If you're a lawyer, you're always required to act as a fiduciary. This is probably the only business that has a fiduciary requirement that has so many loopholes. And in remember, that remember that this was all going to be fixed 
after the debacle of 2008 where Congress said, hey, you guys really got to, we can't do anything about markets, but let's fix the advice we're giving people. And now it's 2019 on our way to 2020. And this is not a fix, by the way. This is simply a kicking the can down the road. As Don said, I think for most people, it's just going to be even more confusing. It's going to be even more confusing. And as long as and I, I, this is not political, this is just American, uh, as long yes. as we continue to allow the, the the financial incentives that allow lobbyists to lobby our representatives as opposed to the representatives representing the people they're supposed to represent, they represent the people who give them the most money. You and I don't have a, the kind of money that the insurance industry or the brokerage industry has to influence these laws. We just don't does that help rand yes it does thank you very much you're most welcome it. and by the way we just thank you rand for a call we just uh this is something we've been working on for a long time because this comes up we have told you here on this show just go to dfaus.com and type in mm-hmm. your zip code and we just because we found out that they're sending you to people that are not always 100 percent fiduciaries uh-huh. we finally had to do our own list you go to talkingrealmoney.com it's, it's tiny i know you go to talkingrealmoney.com scroll down to where you see the help wanted sign the dude with the help wanted sign that's the easiest way click on there you get two things you get a list of advisors and you get a, a, a form that you should take into anyone who may help you because if they sign that form boy you think they'd have to live up to the fiduciary standard at that point you would think so well if they sign it at least you've got something yeah that's to true. hold over their heads i don't know how powerful it is i'm no lawyer it's not written by a lawyer but at least it shows and if they here's the thing you're going to run into is that any advisor who is not always acting as a fiduciary is unlikely to sign that no i think they most know, of them will say well my compliance department my, won't let me yeah, sign my it. company that's won't the, let me yeah do it. they won't let me do it so sign the deal but i think that's a start and uh, no that's why we oh. say only 100 percent fiduciary purely right, here here yeah. i just put in our zip code in bellevue again yeah guess what the comes DFA up first. US site. Yeah. That that other company that I can't stand that, comes that, up that second, and uses, we come up last. Oh, that uses some dimensional funds, but also uses Make, equity index annuities. Really? Wow. Yeah. Oh. And it it's funny. The rest of them I see on the list are actually probably pretty good firms, but most of the ones that I know, in fact, one's on our list. Well, two, us, and another firm. Eight five five nine three five talk. Give us a call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you need a little help with your investments? Set up a free, no-obligation appointment with one of our advisors at TalkingRealMoney.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Just want to let you in on a secret. Uh, in a few minutes, Tom's ducking out of here, so it'll just be you and me. So give Why me you a call. Why pick on me? Come on. 855-935-TALK. Oh, because you're easier to talk to or something, you mean? Give me a break. I'm sometimes, I'm sometimes nicer than you. I wouldn't have said that either, by the way. To you guys, not to the other people. <laughs> Come on. I'm meaner to the other people. <laughs> no, see, Tom has to leave early because he's got to go to a very, 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 very early uh, Women's World Cup practice. Like, 10 years early. Yeah, because she won't be in the or 12 next, years like, 12 years. Yeah, something like right. that. Don't yeah. you? Her last game of the year. I I don't see a lot of them because no, they're on Saturdays. I'm all for you yeah, going so to see your doctor. Sneaking do- off an hour early. Don't tell the boss, okay, because I don't want to A half hour. Trouble. Oh, that's right. You're going to get docked for this Probably. One. 
probably. Oh, no. <laughs> I was there early today. How about that? 935 Talk. That's true. You worked hard today. How about June 1955? Is that a year that you all remember really well? June 1955? I wasn't even, I wasn't even a gleam in, <laughs> gleam in my parents' June eyes 1955. in June of 55. Well, June 56, yeah, maybe. Okay, yeah. Uh, what happened in 55? Well, that is the best June this is going to be the best June since for stocks since June 1955. That's kind of a long time. Really? Well, I mean, assuming the market doesn't do anything wacky Usually in the last it's week. Usually, sell in May and go away. I so know. June's I mentioned that good. today. I meant. I said, well, "How did that strategy work out?" Yeah, I mean, uh, the S and P 500 up 7.2 percent this month. The Dow Jones 7.7. Global portfolio 6.8. So wow. you're looking pretty doggone good. Well, the S&P 500 actually hit an all-time high, I think it was on Thursday. I believe you're correct. And on early on Friday, the Dow broke through uh, a, a an all-time high, but then it dropped Okay, how back. come we never get the big headlines like it does when it drops 500 points in one day, the third consecutive down it's- day? You know, good on. news is boring. I know. So, uh, Dow's up. Do you? Do you wait. You're going. Wow. You know, there, there, there's some there's some families doing nice things for other families down the street. <laughs> I'm going to tune in. I I'm don't want to miss in. that. Don't news that. tonight at uh, at eleven and watch that. That's exciting. Okay, but the only no. reason I'm mentioning this because we don't spend much time on market performance is, do you remember May? May of 2019, like last month, a month, like oh, okay. three weeks I, I ago. Want, that I, was, I, month. I was thinking maybe there was a woman I knew named May. Yeah, exactly. I, well, I, she remembers you. But I, the, the point is, May was a crummy month for stocks, right? And, whoa, whoa. And the other thing is, is that everybody, F, F, everybody, Jim was Kramer saying, included, in by May, the way, yep. everybody was saying, well, this is it. Yep. It's all over. Time to sell. This is going to be bad. You yep. probably should just get out of the market yep. and let it roll. And look what happened. I know. I mean, June has just been wacky. In fact, May and June were wacky. And this is what the stock market does to you. It's a random event. You cannot watch this day by day. You cannot watch this month by month. The reason I raise this is the Wall Street Journal last weekend had the best piece of financial advice I ever got section, which I thought was very interesting. Oh, I read that. That Yeah, one of the pieces which I kind of liked was written by a guy... I think he's the vice president of AAII, and don't get me going on AAII. But, <laughs> but the, the what it was, he said, don't ever look at your 401k statements. Like sign that's up for brilliant it. advice. Actually, yeah. that's pretty good. I mean, other than rebalancing, and if you're in a if you're in a if you're in a you know a, a target, target date, date thing, fund, you don't have to. That's yeah. over. Or conversely, if you're in a managed portfolio, which I think most people should have today. In other words. There's a company that's buying, you know, rebalancing when your money goes in. I think that's good advice for people like that because Again, you don't make mistakes. If you got the right start. Well, indeed. Yeah, If you had the right funds, the right investments to start, yeah, then you don't watch it. It's all these poor souls who've been sold a bill of goods by the insurance industry or the brokerage industry well, who are are uh, really should look at their 401k and then consider doing it in such a way that you never have to look at it again. Well, and we ran into one last week of the week before, which is a SEP IRA, where they have a broker picking individual stocks. I didn't even know that was being done anymore. Because think of the liability. Well, no, it's perfectly legal. Well, no, but the 
they had like 12 securities in their entire right, account. That's okay. I mean, look, there are mutual funds oh, out there that have 20 securities in them. You blow the, oh, just That's crazy. I mean, it's, she said, what do you think? I, I, I don't said, know I think why nuts. people do it. Uh, well, actually, I why? do know why sure. people do it. They do it for the same reason. Something about that talking the securities, real money. That, no, that, that the, was it. They yeah. do it for the same reason that the Securities and Exchange Commission Chairman Clayton, who's a big dope. That, that sounds political. That, that's not political, right? No, okay. he's a dope. He's a okay. dope. I don't care. I, I assume he's a Republican, but if he was a Democrat, <laughs> he'd be a Democratic dope. Okay. He's a dope because this idiot... Sorry, Mr. Clayton. This idiot thinks that the public should have access to hedge funds. Oh, my goodness. I read the same piece. Because, because mom and might, pom investors, yeah. they deserve a shot at a hedge fund. Yeah. Why should it only be the rich that pay 2 and 20 or 3 and 30 if you're using Axe Capital? I mean, really? Hedge funds? <laughs> really? Really? Because they've done such a great job. Didn't they just have that bet with, uh, who's that guy, the Oracle of Omaha? 10 years, the S&P 500 versus the five hedge funds. They, the hedge fund institute got to pick where they underperformed the S&P for 10 years. It's not Ten like one years. quarter. Hedge funds have a horrible track record. By the way, they come in. They, here's the way it usually goes. They come in. They raise a lot of money. Somebody has found something in the market that oftentimes works for a period of time. And then the other hedge funds, who, by the way, have a lot of other bright people working there as well, and then it doesn't work, and then they flame out and go out of business. That is the traditional hedge fund. There are some anomalies, yes, but hedge funds in general, you're not missing anything, folks. You really are not missing a thing. And by the way, there was remember there there was the the book written about hedge funds last year, where the author at the end of it said somebody at the hedge fund told him, you know, we're not really supposed to say this, but if you wouldn't mind putting in there, people should just go use index funds that they'd be better yeah. off. They'd be better off. I don't get because much money, but they'd be better off. Costs <laughs> matter, and and I'm looking at the Barclay uh, hedge fund index. You know, 2015, the Barclay Hedge Fund Index. This is the the composite of all the hedge funds. In 2015, which was not a bad year for stocks. It wasn't Uh -uh. a great year, but they they made no money whatsoever. In 2018, they were supposed to. Now, a a bad year. That's when you got it. Oh, yeah. That's why it's called a hedge fund, right? They're supposed to keep you from losing money. In the hedge fund index, you lost five and a quarter percent. Which is... Probably, the, I'd have to look it up, probably the equivalent of a 60-40 portfolio. Yeah, but but you, they didn't protect your money on no. the downside. That's the whole point. They you don't need hedge much. funds. Did, the guy, did he really say they needed he hedge funds? He really said it. He oh, said it, that, that, that these poor folks on Main Street didn't have the opportunity to make the kinds of profits that they could be making in hedge funds. Which hedge fund? Apparently the one he got. (laughs) How about just the boring old index fund? How about that fund? Yeah, that's for the little people. Sorry. There is nothing special out there for you. No matter how special you might be. 855-935-TALK is our number. 855-935-8255. I think Tom will be here for another couple of minutes so you can uh, beat up on him if you want before he gets out of here. Tom and Don are talking real money. It may not be the sexiest website in the world, but it's your one-stop shop for real money information. TalkingRealMoney.com Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. 
And your future awaits as long as you have the right plan, you invest the right way. It's could, it could be really great for you, but it could really stink if you fall for a lot of the schemes and scams that permeate the financial in the financial advice industry. As a matter of fact, there was a piece today in the Wall Street Journal, speaking of hedge funds, of Ponzi schemes. Yeah, I saw that. How long it takes to get your money back. And, well, and the thing, it was just, just the sheer number of well, these things. Well, right? I mean, yeah, that's the part that pe- people remember Bernie Madoff, right? Mm-hmm. Some of you remember Sanford. I forget his last Alan name. Stan- Alan, Sir, Alan Sir, Stanford. No, San- Stanford. No, Stanford or Sanford? Stanford. Okay. Stanford. All right. Yeah. It's like the Serving school. time in a penitentiary yeah. in Central Florida. 110-year sentence he got, yeah, Sir Probably Alan. not going to see the outside. But the part that most people don't remember there's a lot of really small small Ponzi schemes out there, and I'm only laughing because you could fix that by basically doing one thing, using a third-party custodian. Never give your money to either a small brokerage, because there have been small brokerages where they went out of business and they could not meet their obligations, and if you give people custody, so people gave Bernie Madoff their money. And Stanford, they, the money went into his portfolio, bank. and I think he shipped it off to wherever it was. A bank in Antigua. Yeah, Antigua. So, but but, but yeah. Bernie Madoff, actually, one of the more interesting things about that article was the fact that Bernie Madoff did own an, an SIPC-insured yep. brokerage firm. That's true. And therefore, the SIPC, the Securities Investors Protection Corporation, was on the hook for some of that money. Bill, the, they still the haven't gov- recovered all. I think it was a sixteen billion dollar fraud, and they've only come up with eleven billion. But that movie still seems like a lot. Close. Yeah, no, it's a lot. Yeah, and I mean they pretty had close. the the receiver was a, a Mr. I forget his name was very aggressive. Was out trying but to collect But to your money. point, it's the little ones. Yeah, most people that don't are pay the ri- Yeah, this is the kind of thing where somebody in your service club mm-hmm. or at your church or at the golf yep. course comes up to you and he said, "I, you know, I've got a lot of success putting together." Uh, Real estate deals or oil and oh, gas. Oh, there's deals a new one that- yesterday that was in the press. A, a former Oakland Raider had <laughs> went to former went to other football players and said, "I've got a plan to keep the Raiders in Oakland, I, and, and all you have to do is invest this much. And when it works, we're all going to make a lot of money." And he went around and raised like several million in three hundred fifty thousand dollar increments. And he no longer has the money. Of <laughs> so course, going he after spent him. it all. Probably. Anyway, it was kind of fun. So. But here's the deal, even with these smaller Ponzi schemes, if the Ponzi scheme operator is at all savvy, they can they can keep you at bay for a very long time. Oh, so yeah. you may say to yourself, well, it's paying off. I'm getting checks. It must be good. Oh, yeah, right. Well, it can be good. That's Madoff's was great oh, yeah. right up until 08 sure. when the market it's, fell apart. There was no more money to be had. Yeah, no, that Nobody makes sense. Was, do you want to go one more call, or do you want to wait till you're on your own by yourself? Oh, we have to wait for okay. me to be by myself. Right. And they probably call just to talk to me anyway. So, <laughs> Like everybody else? <laughs> yeah, probably. All right. Uh, no, uh, the reason is we only have about a minute left. Yeah. So, no, and I mean, back to that. I'll always use a third-party custodian. Mm-hmm. Never give anybody really the right to even, – even with our clients at Charles Schwab, we do not have the right to send money to anybody but them. That's it. Ever. And number three – if it sounds too good to be true, it's too good to be true. Yeah. yeah. That's a really simple well, rule that yeah. everybody yeah, should follow. It yeah. really, if in an environment like this where you can go out and get a nice, safe 2% on a 10-year treasury. Woohoo! Big money. And somebody says, I can get you a nice, safe 7, they're lying. 
they're lying. It's not happening. Yeah, you just there is not does no, not I mean, exist. Uh, yeah, I there agree. is no quibbling. No quibbling. I don't care how brilliant they are if they say safe and five percent, safe and six percent, safe and seven percent. Any of those kind of numbers run away. It is an absolute lie. The chickens may not come home to roost for several years, but they'll come home and they'll be roosting. Yep. Tom and Don are talking real money. Just about everything you need to know about money can be found at our website, TalkingRealMoney.com. We're talking real money. Really important stuff here on the show. I'm Don McDonald. Tom's off to watch his daughter play soccer. You can give me a call right now, though, at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Want to know if you're doing it right or maybe doing it wrong? I'm going to tell you the truth either way. I know sometimes when you're doing it wrong, the truth hurts. But it's isn't it better to know and move on than to keep believing that you're not doing it right or that you are doing it right when it's just awful? I mean, really. 855-935-TALK is our number, 855-935-8255. And Scott's up. Welcome to the show, Scott. Hey, how are you doing today? Doing great, sir. What's up? Uh, I have a question about an inherited IRA that is administered by Edward Jones. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if I roll it into something else, do I have, well, let me back up a little bit. I'm already required to take required minimum distributions. Okay. So if I roll it into something else, because everything seems to be in individual stocks, uh-huh. um, am I now subject back again to penalties because of my age? No. Should no, I need no, that no, money no, for no, something? No, 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 no. Here's the thing you need to understand about an, an IRA. An IRA is its own entity. It is, it's like a you. It's almost like a person. It exists no matter what's inside of it. So if you were to take your inherited IRA, and here's the easiest thing to do, you transfer it to another company. And I would suggest, how much is in it? Uh, about 75000 I would suggest you go to somebody like a Vanguard, a no-load, low-cost mutual fund company. Move it over into their brokerage account in kind. Okay, in kind means you move the assets as they are at Ed Jones. Then when you get to Vanguard, you sell the stocks inside the IRA. Selling them inside of the IRA does not create a taxable event. They're protected, shielded by the IRA. By the IRA. By selling them at Vanguard, you're going to pay much smaller commissions to sell them. And then you can get it invested in a really broadly diversified portfolio with no-load market-based funds there. But you can continue your with your your minimum withdrawals. That doesn't change at all. You don't have to take more out, and you won't get any kind of a penalty for doing so. I think you answered my question. I wish you the best. Thanks for the call. 
All right. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Got a line open for you. A lot of time left. And uh, I really do want to give you a hand making sense of this money stuff. Now, bear in mind, under the new act that Congress is working on the, uh, oh, now I forgot what the stupid name. Anyway, uh, the inherited IRAs could change next year. Right now, you can inherit an IRA and take withdrawals over your life expectancy, whether you're a spouse or not. Next year, if the law passes, the what act, what's it called? Oh, I'll look it up. Uh, but anyway, under this new rule, you will, you may not be able to take a life expectancy withdrawal if you're a non-spousal beneficiary of an IRA. But for right now, the rules apply as they are. So Scott's in great shape. He can uh, just continue to take that money as he was. And it's important to understand that IRAs and 401ks and trusts and the like, these all exist as vessels in which the investments sit. We often confuse the investment with the vessel. We say, I have an IRA uh, with blank mutual fund. You don't. You have an IRA with blank mutual fund in it. It The IRA can move around just like you as an individual can move around. And your IRA can sell something and buy something else. And as long as it stays within that IRA, there are no tax ramifications for doing anything inside it. It isn't until you take money out of, a, of an IRA, a regular IRA. I just hit my mic. I uh, apologize. That you incur any kind of a taxable event. And with a Roth IRA, there is no taxable event. Just take it out tax-free. 855-935-TALK. Let's try and solve your problems. And I promise you, I'll do it honestly and in the best way I know how. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I believe in helping everybody become a better investor. That's why we offer lots of free knowledge at TalkingRealMoney.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Once again, our number is 855-935-TALK. And remember, if you don't get in during the show that's live on Saturdays from noon to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern, you can call 24 hours a day, 7 days a week and leave your question and I'll answer it on the podcast, which you can find at TalkingRealMoney.com or on all of the big podcast services, including Apple Podcasts. And Tom, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Tom? Hello. Hello. Hello, Tom. What's Hello. up? Yeah, thank you. I'm curious about the uh, Social Security uh, reduction at the end of next year, starting t- uh, 2021. Um, if you retire before the reduction, well, basically they want us to work another year and a half as baby boomers born in the late 50s. So I'm showing a reduction of about $230 a month uh, if I retire in uh, after 2021. So if I retire before that, are you grandfathered in or is everybody going to get moved over into the, into the new plan? You, is the question. you know, that's, that's a really good question and one to which I do not know the answer. Um, I'm going to have to do some research on it and cover it down the road because I do not know. 
Okay, I'll be. But I'll find Thank out because I'm dying to know too because I'm of an early retirement age. So I will see what I can find out and tune in next week. We'll find the answer for you. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're very welcome. So it's another sneaky way to get you to tune in next week too. Uh, 855-935-TALK. That's our phone number. Give me a call. 855-935-8255. Next year, there's a reduction, benefit reduction for early retirement. There's something on the Social Security website about it. But no, this is an old thing. I don't know about a new thing. But if there is, I'm going to find it. I haven't read anything about this. If you know something about it, Sure, love to hear for, from you. I mean, I know there's a lot of talk about potentially cutting benefits because of the problems with long-term funding and the fund having enough to continue those payments past 2034. But uh, just keep looking. I'm not seeing a thing. I'll keep looking, though. I'll see what I can find out. 855-935-8255. Dave, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real hey, Money. Hey, Don. Good to talk hey, to Dave. you. Thanks for calling. You're welcome, Don. I am a long, long, long time listener of yours. I used to listen to you when you were doing your radio show out of your attic in somewhere in Denver or in Colorado. Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs. Looking out yes, over Pikes I, Peak. Yeah. Yes, and I remember you telling us everything. Anyways, I have followed your advice at the time. I said, boy, that sure sounds good. I'm going to do it. And so I have done very, very well through the dot-com busts, through the mortgage stuff, through the ups and downs of the market. I just stayed invested. I just, and everything turned out really well. So um, my question is, what I have now, because of all that, and a few inherited funds from, this is all mutual funds from, inherited funds from my parents, Mm -hmm. who also followed your strategy, I now have quite a tax bill every year, <laughs> and, and, and I'm finding sorry. that I need. I'm I sorry. Need, <laughs> yes, I need to pay. <clears throat> I need to pay estimated taxes, yeah. and what I'm finding is that uh, between my cost of living, just living, and all the expenses associated with it, and my paycheck and paying taxes. Um, I'm left, I'm essentially left with nothing. And I was just wondering if you had any thoughts or ideas. I'm just breaking even. I'm confused. I guess I'm confused. Uh, So you've got... I am reinvesting everything. I'm reinvesting capital gains. I am reinvesting dividends. Okay. How much wealth do you now have? Well, totally... Yeah. Totally is around $3 million, a little over right. $3 million. And you are still working, I am assuming? You are correct, sir. And is this a... St- I'm trying to... Where is all this... This Where are all these taxable events coming from? Oh, it's you not know, just your biggest, paycheck. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. One of the biggest ones is um, Wellington. Wellington is a big one. Yeah. Uh, high-yield corporate fund... Um, I do have an IRA. Of course, that's not taxable. Um, those are, those are some of the places, even the, okay. Oh, I get it. I get it. You're reinvesting the income from those portfolios, but you're being taxed on it. So you're paying out about a third of it to the government. You got it. Uh, 
okay, well, stop investing all of it. Take some of it out and pay the taxes. Well, that's what I've kind of started thought I'd, I'd do. I thought I'd take everything out of Wellington, which, I mean, you, I had an $18,000, I think it was, capital gains. Do, uh, do it slowly. You know, payment. And I just thought about, you know, I'm going to start taking Wellington and stop reinvesting because it's, I'm not going to live forever. Well, okay, here's the thing. One, I I like Wellington. I've always liked Wellington. Even though it's actively managed, it's a good fund. The high-yield corporate, a little on the scary side, but it's Vanguard, so it's one of the better ones out there. Um, If you are in a really killer bracket right now, you might want to consider, now that you've gotten to the point where they're they're throwing off a lot of income, if it's income, if you want to keep an income stream for the future, you might want to consider looking at some of Vanguard's tax-exempt funds. Even though your income will go down, you won't pay taxes on it. Are you talking about municipal bond funds? They're, yeah, they're called, they call them tax-exempt funds, but they invest in municipal bonds. Okay, so I need, to take, I need to get the money to invest in there from somewhere, and if I sell, then I'll have a big taxable event. But what you do is do it slowly. Do okay. it slowly. Sit down with you. Do you have an accountant? I hope you have an accountant no. at this point. You probably should get one. Otherwise, sit down with, with, with the tax tables and calculate where you might slip or, or, or rise up into a higher bracket. Whatever that level is, wherever it is that you can get a capital gain and not get kicked up, not have bracket creep, sell enough to that point. Yes, you will pay taxes, but you just don't want to pay them at the next higher rate. I don't know if you're up to the 20% capital gains rate at this point or not. Because I really don't. Sure. Yeah, you need to calculate that. But as long as you're staying in the 15% long term capital gains rate, sell enough. Don't get to the 20. Then. Uh, get it into the tax-free bond fund so that you start getting some income coming in that doesn't feel like it's hurting you. Now, remember, income coming in and reinvesting, even though you're paying taxes on it, it's not hurting you long term. But myself, and you know, it's it's at first at first it was this was not a problem because, but as as the years have gone by and things keep growing and growing and growing and growing. It, it it has become yep. a, a little bit more of a problem and a little more, a little more scary. So as you get richer, you have <laughs> to pay more in taxes, and that's why at some point in most people's investing careers, they start moving some of their fixed income over to municipal bonds because the net return, even though the gross return is lower, the net after tax return can be higher, and that's what I would suggest you look at doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm very heavily invested primarily in stocks but i also have some but you must uh, have a lot of income generators certificates of deposit i mean even with those i could take those out and oh of course though that would be the first place i'd consider going into an intermediate term municipal bond fund from those cds because your level of risk is going to be similar you get a little volatility that you don't have in the cds but with what you have now you're probably okay with that and then it gets a lot of income off of your 1040 giving you some room to feel like you can breathe better and it really is more of a psychological thing but our psychology is important 855-935-TALK the number tom and don are talking real money would you like to talk to a real investment advisor for free set up an appointment at talkingrealmoney.com your guides to a really great financial future tom and don are talking real money 
Sorry I couldn't get to all the calls. Remember, you can call us 24 hours a day and leave your question, and I'll answer it on a future podcast at 855-935-TALK. Or give us a call next weekend. Thanks so much for being there. Remember, we've got a great lunch ed class coming up, the Science of Retirement Income in July. And it's a small room, so get your tickets now at TalkingRealMoney.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?